Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 32, 32. of the Scene Shack, Sketchy Podcast. Shack numbers, right? He was 32. My name is Kyle Bray, <laughs> alongside... Garo G. Baz. And we are here for the last episode of 2019. Of the decade. Of the decade. Oof. And to, to cap off the decade... No we, capitry here. We are going to do a list, another list, because it's like list season, of our oh, top yeah. 15 albums of the decade. The decade, bruh. So... This is the, the, Yo, can you aid my deck? We're talking about albums that were released from between 2010 and 2019. That's a long time. It's a lot Nine of music. Years, Ten years. Had a lot of albums I've enjoyed during that time. But which 15 are going to make our list? Bro, to think we were in elementary school in the beginning of this decade. Wow. To yeah, think. That's to like, think. Bro, that's so deep. To think back in 2010... At least I, I don't want to speak for you, but my only source of music was strictly radio. Yeah, mine was radio too. I mean, <laughs> you know? that's what it was. Shout out my to, iPod Touch. Shout out to I don't know what dropped back then. That like Dy Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, I think that was. Tayo Cruz. I, I'm pretty sure that that was around then. Fire, that's slapper. Unreal song. I as right, solo. But, Sorry, that's but, Jason Derulo. But let's get into it. Let's we're, 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 we'll catch you guys on the other side of the little intro music, and we're gonna get into our top 15 albums of the decade with honorable mentions. <laughs> Let's run it. All right, Carl. Before we get in to the albums of the decade, yep. though, we do need to talk about some news. That just recently happened. I believe it was last Sunday. Very sad. Very, very sad news. We lost uh, someone very close to us in the music world. Yes. Uh, not like, you know, we didn't know him, but, you know, it was someone, appreciate whose, his music. someone whose music we really enjoyed and someone whose career we, we had both enjoyed and been watching for a long time. Juice World yep. tragically passed away uh, last Sunday. In the uh, from a seizure, seizure. in the uh, Chicago airport or one of the Chicago airports, I think that's it was right. O'Hare. But and, um, you know, just an absolute, absolute tremendous loss, devastating for, for music. For music, it's so and it was so. Um, I remember when you texted so sudden when you texted me. How did you find that about it? So uh, all right, so this is crazy. So I woke up in the morning, and I for some reason make believe was stuck in my head. Hmm. So I put it on. Cause like I think as I had seen one of the those TikToks where it's like the stupid bitch don't turn itself into a tiger, yeah, you know yeah, those ones. Yeah. I'd seen one of those and it was in my head when I woke up. Mm -hmm. uh, so I put it on and I went on Twitter and I saw some video from some K-pop stand and it's like someone had co-tweeted it and it was just like a bunch of like K-pop dancers like dancing or some shit and it was like Juice World could never and I was just looking at it and I was like, okay, like yeah. what, why, what, like like why are you tweeting? Why are you tweeting this? Yeah. And someone had co-tweeted and it was like, yo. Like, why can't K-pop stands just like act normal? Like, why you gotta be like this during times like these? And I was like, times like these. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what? Like, why are they doing that? Like, did Juice World get canceled or something? And now like, fucking K-pop stands are trying to nay nay on them. And I just searched Juice World, and right as it pops up, the first result was the TMZ article oh was God. just Juice World dead at twenty one. And I was just like, my heart stopped. I was just like, fuck. And I remember you texting me, but when you texted me on Facebook Messenger, you just said. Oh fuck! Oh no! Oh no! And I, but I didn't see uh, the picture you sent or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, "What is he talking about?" And then I opened it. and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, I mean, like that was just like something we we both just like it was, it was just so out of the blue. It just was. 
I mean, it's so sad. You know, it's um, it's so sudden, and um, you know, now with all these details coming out, we're getting more. It's, it's it, more it, sad. It's it hurts more, even more. We also get mad. It hurt. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I don't want. We shouldn't talk too much into this. Yeah, ultimately, but, but it's just one of those where it's just heartbreaking. Why? Why? It's just really heartbreaking to see someone this, go so soon. And someone that had such a profound impact on so many people. Because, you know, there are people that, like, like I I listened to his music when I was sad. And, like, it's no, just, it was good, you know? He he, he, he mean, made a good vibe I'll admit it, you it got, it when you were sad. Yeah, some of his music got me through some breakup. So, yeah. you know. And he and he's saying you know, very candidly about, like, you know, mental health and stuff like that. Which is, oh, yeah. you always, I love Openly to see music. talked about his, his addiction. And, which is the thing that haunts me the most is that a lot of his music dealt with, you know, his addiction and... You know the fact that he could die from it. Yeah, like that, it was like a cry for help. It was, and now I feel I feel guilty listening to his music now because so much of it's about that. Yeah, but you know I think part of it is you just like I'm gonna keep listening to it just to keep his memory alive. You know, because mm -hmm. like and now I listen to it. I'm not listening to it as like yes, let's like like let's do that. Like no, this is a warning. Like he was warning us like don't do this stuff. Exactly. Because like it's it may this may be what it's like for me, but like you don't want to follow down that path. You know. <laughs> And, I know. and you know, I, I mean, just again, I don't, I don't want to dwell on this too much, but people that are making these whole conspiracy theories or whatever, I think that's very disrespectful and I really don't enjoy them. Um, and I think they're frankly stupid. Um, you know, I really hope they don't treat Jews like how they're treating X with like a stupid museum. And, you know, but again. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, we'll see what comes again, from it. But um, apparently he had an album that was almost done, though. So. You know who knows? Uh, that's that might fine. End up being okay. I don't again. Yeah, we, know, we we've talked we've talked about, about, about this yeah. in the past. One of our like first episodes we talked about posthumous albums. No, that was that was wasn't one of our first episodes. It was one of our first episodes where we didn't have anything to talk and, like, about. <laughs> what's kind of scary, and I saw again. This um, my last thing about this whole scenario. Um, but I just want to say, of course, rest in peace, Juice World, yes. rest in power. I but mean, I, our thoughts, are condolences out to, to the family. family. And all this, this I think time, her, her, his mom finally spoke yeah, out. Yeah, she did. But um, but I just want to say, you know, it's kind of scary because like. You know, this whole South Count era, it's kind of these main p people yeah. have passed away. Well, no, I mean, I saw Pete, an article. It was X, It's a 21 Club. Juice World. The the died. new SoundCloud era has started the 21 Club where, you know, before there was a 27 Club. Yeah. But now it's now like, it's, just, it's because of these drugs these that they're are, taking yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It, the age limit is, is dropping. Yeah. And I, I read a good article. It was in the New York Times about that. And it's just like, it's just heartbreaking, man. And I really hope that like... This can like wake people up and be like, "Hey guys, like you need to get off this shit." It is. I mean, I know. I mean, and people, I understand people that. People like, always say that, but you know. Yeah, I know, but like, and and I understand like it's hard to get off of this stuff. Like addiction is a brutal, brutal disease. Yeah. And you could tell, like, I I guarantee you that Juice wanted to get off of it, oh, but yeah. he just couldn't. It's just hard. It's not easy to do, and it's just it sucks when you have to face these losses. Yeah. And just knowing that there's. How much you can really he do didn't deserve that. that he didn't no no one does yeah but yeah well we're gonna try to we'll try to move going. on from that yeah. but you know rest in peace juice rest world. in peace juice world um i'll just before we get into this list just maybe on a, a little lighter note i just want to give a quick shout out to the u.s <laughs> senate for recognizing the armenian genocide just want to mention that now it's all up for the big boss and uh we're home free yeah and a lighter note you know i'm happy about that i can't lie all right, well, we're going to move on to our albums of the decade list. I am super excited for this. It's so, been... It's been uh, it's been 10 years in the making. It's been 10 years <laughs> in the making. Uh, we're we, haven't, we, haven't even been we haven't been friends since for 10 years. What, we were friends yeah. like in 2013, yeah, 14? But it's all right. I still love you, bro. 
Um, buy me dinner first. No. Okay. Anyway. Uh, well, before before we get into it, let's talk a little bit about how we made this list. So yes. we all made it based Preface on. It. Uh, it's it's a combination of at least my list is, but I think we're both about the same boat. Yeah. It's a combination of albums that we think are artistically the best, but also ones that we've enjoyed and, and albums that are, to us. that are that are very important to us. Exactly, so yeah, I have exactly. a couple in here that might not be like artistically the greatest album. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But they're definitely they're not. super important to me. So but I felt like putting out where our headspace is, but and also whatever, just like whatever. you know, like they were important to me in this decade. Yeah, and, and I think they were important. In the genre that they're in, and important okay, in what yeah. they were saying, and stuff like that. And I think it could reveal, it can reveal even to the listener, even to us, how our sounds, our tastes have, have, have evolved. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, All right. Are you ready to get into this? I'm ready to get into do this. Do you want to do? Do you want to do how we normally so I was do? About say, just... so, so let's kind of like preface this again. We're, we want to do five, or I have five. How many honor mentions do you have? Oh, I have. Well, I don't. I want to do the honorable mentions after because I don't want to spoil anything by saying the honorable mentions because then you'll be like, whoa, that's not in it. No, that, that's more like um, it gets me even more excited to find out about okay, the list. Okay, sure. Yeah, let's All just right. do it. We're gonna run through that, then we're gonna do a snake draft like we did for the okay. last episode. All right, I'll throw out a couple honorable mentions of mine. Do it. Um, honorable mention number one, Igor. <laughs> it's, okay. It's you know, I I'll, mean, listen, we're gonna talk about this later because I have there's a big controversy with me at least for that. Sorry. Okay, I mean, because I love Igor, but I couldn't include it just because it, it came out in 2019, so it hasn't like. You know, I think that has I, I do have enough. an album. I have two albums actually from 2018 in here, but you know, that's fine. Okay. Um, do you want to just do all your honor mentions? Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna another one. I guess I'd say would be uh, Channel Orange by Frank Ocean. Absolutely fantastic album. Um, <laughs> but okay, did not make my list. It's still it's, okay. It's still one of my favorite wow. projects by Frank, but did not make. <laughs> I the wish list. you could see my face. I just made. um number three. Uh, this might be kind of a out of left field one, but Jeffrey by Young Thug did not make my list, but still no, fantastic. I, I totally get that. Uh, that this one Schmurda she wrote by Bobby Schmurda was Listen. not going to make my list, but I love that it was in end of year list, end of decade list because like it is such an important album. <sighs> the fact think. that it's that like him and his persona has lasted this long through the decade has to be in there. Honorable mention. He probably has the when he comes out, it's going to be one of the biggest expectations ever. Oh yeah, it's and gonna I be think. Unreal. He's gonna just. You think he's gonna like the Meek Mill rat talk? Meek Mill route talking about like, oh, I've been incarcerated. Uh, this shit sucks. Who knows? Uh, uh, another one. We'll get him back in twenty twenty. I'll, I'll do two more. Yeah. Um, Lonerism, Tame Impala. Okay. And Astroworld, Travis Scott. Okay. No, that's, those are those are two no, more honorable mentions. For that's me. good. All right, Carl. all right. Oh, here's might be a shocker for you. Um, I'm just gonna name all my five. Some rap songs by Earl Sweatshirt. Um, you know. A great album again, maybe hasn't uh marinated enough for me. It's only been like a year or two years, a year and a half, but yeah, that's good. Uh, the trilogy by The Weeknd, good choice. The honorable mention, I love The Weeknd, but I think I haven't really been acquainted with him that in while, long in a while. In a while, uh, I didn't like he's Star coming back for 2020, yeah, though. yeah. Oh, he's just coming to bang, but I didn't even like Starboy in time. Like, people really like that album, but I, ne I, I, right. necessarily, I ne did not necessarily like him, like that album. Sorry. Um, Life of Pablo, Kanye West. Good choice. This was so hard because I really wanted to be on my list, but I'm like, I can't like this. I can't. This album, this album is like all over the place. But like the drop and lead up to this album, this rollout was crazy. Great. It was great. It was, I loved it. It's crazy. Um, this could be a little controversial. Take care by Drake. Um, you know, people think that's the best Drake album by a lot. Like, a lot of people thought it was It was even, like, in a lot of people's, like, top 15. Yeah. I mean, it's good. Um, I love it. But it's not in mine. I can't say that. And then Love is Rage 2 by Little Uzi Vert. That's interesting. Not I'm on my top 15. I'm surprised that that did not. I'm surprised that wasn't even in your top 10. 
Oh, it's well, interesting. We'll, we'll, I'm looking we'll forward to that. seeing how many yeah. Nav albums made it no. over that. Oh, I mean, I'm, there's no Nav on any of this list. I'll tell you that. What? Oh yeah. I'm surprised. Listen, bro. Like I know how much I clown Nav, but like he's an important artist to you. I'm surprised no, no. he wouldn't have made it. Let me tell you. Let me again preface. I like Nav. I like his music, but he's not on my decade list. No way. Like this is the whole artistic integrity coming out of me. Like I can't yeah. put Nav on this list. I can't. <laughs> That's just I can't. You know. You don't want all the pretentious kids hounding you. No, I mean like I I couldn't bring myself to do it. All right. You know. All, all right, right. You want to start fifteen? So, do you want to do what we used? Well, so on the album of the year list, did we just do we did fifteen through eleven, and then we started? Do you want to do it like that? What do you mean? We just do quickly fifteen through eleven. Yeah. And then go from there. Yeah. But what do we think? Right. Like you do fifteen. I'll do fifteen, fourteen, fourteen, thirteen. Oh, I oh, thought, we're I just thought we just five do again. Fi- we do fifteen through eleven. And oh, then we oh, yeah. Do that. Okay, yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Let's do that. All right. My number fifteen album of the decade is "The Bones of What You Believe" by Churches. I don't even know. This that. album was super important to me because it was the first. You love Churches. It was the first Churches album I listened to, and you know me for like two years out of my life. Churches was like my the only thing I would listen to. Your shit. And this album has some so many classic songs on it for me. It has my most streamed song, like period. Ever. Yeah, the mother we share. By mm. churches is my most streamed song ever, um, ever since like, and that's counting like for like on Spotify at least because my yeah. last FM I only started it last year, yeah. So this same. has all my stuff from before. It's technically not the number one, but there are five songs ahead of it that were all on um my nighttime playlist in 2015, okay. and okay. so and I accidentally like left that on repeated bunch, so that's why the streams are so high. Mm-hmm. This is my most like authentically listened to song. Uh, nice. Number number fourteen, Bloom, Beach House. I recently wow. just got into Beach House. This album did come out in this decade. Came out, I think, 2012 or 2010. It was a while ago. Is this um, the one with like the with all the dots on the cover? Okay. So yeah, that, that album, ago. that album, I really love. Uh, I think that this this is in here for importance because I it was it was an album I listened to a lot this summer, but also because it's just such a great work of like it's very similar to Churches because like those you know the synth vibe, female female. It's like an appreciation band. of the art. Like but yeah, really- no, I mean that album is just out of so out of all their albums, I think that's by by far and away their best, and I think okay. it's an important album in the sense where it's just it's just so massive. Mm-hmm. The songwriting's great, the music is incredible. It's just it's a genuine work of art, and I nice. felt like it needs to be on here. Uh, number thirteen is Ex Military by Death Grips. One wow, of the, one of the weirdest albums I've ever listened to. Um, but I remember from the opening bars of it on Beware, where it's like opens the Charles Manson sample. Oh yeah, that and then so just goes scary. into like it. There was just something like I love listening to music that like weirds me out and scares me. And this album, when I first listened to it, just blew me away. Nice. And that like uh, that first experience of me listening to it, like that will never go away. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like that had to be on this list for me. Yeah. Um, number twelve, Kids See Ghosts, self-titled. Wow. Uh, one of the two uh, 2018 albums wow. on here. Um, actually, I realize it's kind of funny because that was my album of the year last year. I, the one I mean, who's coming up after this was actually lower than it, but it made it higher on the decade list only because I think oh, we'll get into that after. But for Kids He Goes for me, this album just means so much to me. Like there are some songs in it that have helped me through some really rough times. It reminds oh, yeah. me of a good moment in my life when I was first listening to it. Um, and I also think it's the best. It's the well, it's not the best album that Kanye West has made because there's another Kanye on here. But um, it's probably Kid Cudi's best work in my opinion. And it's them together. It's them just doing. A fantastic job and making great, can great I, listening to music. Can I ask, is this the only collaborative album on your list? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, and then play. number 11 is Some Rap Songs by Earl Sweatshirt. Wow. Um, that I w- high. I would have put I Don't Like Shit because that is probably my favorite Earl album, but like the work of art that is Some Rap Songs with like, you know, how raw and emotional it is, the production on it, the lyrical content, just, it's just, it just hits so well. It's such it, a well-made it, album. It hits. It it's hits. such an important album for for him, you know, like I can tell that Earl when he was making this, like this was something he needed to do. 
And I think that ma- that made it necessary for me to include on this list because mm. it's such an authentic expression of him. And oh, it's yeah. such a fantastic, fantastic listen. It's not I my favorite Earl say, project, but it's yeah. it definitely his best. I think we could also say it's the, one of the most raw and un, like uncut and authentic album of this decade. Yeah, I mean it's I it's very raw. That. It's very I agree with that it's it, it's just it's a look into like the psyche of a troubled man dealing with the trauma of his life, and it's just like it just hits. It's yeah. a, it, it's a good album, but it also like I I appreciate art that's you know raw and art that's vulnerable, and this is very vulnerable, and I felt Definitely. like it needed to be in my list. But yes, yeah, so that's all the fifteen through eleven. And preface, I made I actually ordered this. I made this list in in July, and I ordered it like twenty minutes ago. So I I'm even looking at it now, and being like I should have changed that, but whatever. We're gonna stick yeah. with it. Yeah, right. um, fifteen through eleven, girl. Fifteen through eleven. Okay, fifteen. The only, right? The only Travis Scott album on my list: the "Birds in the Trap," "Sing Big Night" by Travis Scott. Bruh. Um Listen, first album on my list by Travis Scott. It's it's just so good, and it's. I remember this came out maybe like high school, like senior year. Um, I remember just bumping it, and it's the first yeah, time. I think so. Yeah, people were like, "Like, who's this Travis Scott guy?" I never really listened to him, and I just put it on my Spotify. I was doing homework, and I was like. What like every song, every song just hitting, just hitting, just hitting, just hitting, just hitting, and I don't want to front and say like, oh, Days Before or Rodeo or or um whatever, they're better because those all came after, and and I kept comparing it back to Birds in the Trap, and like I keep revisiting that album after everything, yeah. after yeah, everything, you know. Number fourteen, Igor by Tyler the Creator. Good choice. This was very hard because this is back to how we're saying how the ordering may be a little messed up. Maybe I want. Maybe this would have been an honorable mention. Maybe not. But I wanted to put it on my list because Tyler, being one of my favorite artists um, of all time, a and b, to me, this was probably one of the most complete albums I think that I've heard. Is this the only Tyler from, on your list? No. Okay. From from start to I, I know exactly what you're referencing, but I, I have more to talk about that. Um, but that's it's complete, as in like this is a story. Like yeah. this is literally illustrating, and. Like I get the imagery I get in my head is so apparent of getting with the girl, breaking up with her, and then what happens after that. And again, it literally from start to end, it is such a like well orchestrated. Oh, the, the production don't even get me started on that. But like, yeah. it also shows following this guy since like 2013, 2012, like seeing comparing how, bastard to Igor, like seeing how this guy has gone up and being a fan since then. It's like you feel so happy for him, you know, that he got to that point, that that he's there. Yeah, you know, hopefully, I'll put it out in the in the air that he wins his Grammy for this album because he Same. definitely deserves it. Um, that's that. Much as I love Corday, it's got to be. It's gotta yeah. Be no. uh, Thirteen Stony, Post Malone. Interesting. So you love that album. I that love. Made, that makes sense. That actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, I love this album so much, so much because it is so. Like I love Post Malone when he's using all the, a lot of the acoustics. Again, very raw, very uncut. I don't like. You know, B to B or Hollywood bleeding is okay, but it's very like ho- like Hollywood. No, it's more like it's a lot of radio, a lot of pop. This is more the crunchy, the rap. You have like great, great songs. Deja Vu with Justin Bieber, uh, Leave, um, like um, bro, what's the song? I'm, of course, I blanked these songs, but um, Whiskey, wait, Whitney, Whitney, or I forget, again, I'm butchering that song, but that's, that song is so beautiful. Yeah, I, I need to look it up. But anyway. Yeah, like it's and it's and that just was thirteen. That was thirteen. Again, I love that album. Yeah. Okay, number twelve. Playboy Cardi, self-titled. 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 Okay. Self-titled. So self-titled. Playboy Cardi, I was like, which one? You can't. Okay, dial it is dial it, yeah. and it's over there. But Playboy Cardi, the self-titled tape, 
how how much I was anticipating this, how much this album was anticipated, and he, I'm not gonna swear, he effing delivered. Wow, okay, he delivered. Here. Yeah, <laughs> he but he delivered like every album slapper, man. And people are still copying that sound, still. Yeah, and like you. You can't copy that sound. It's Cardi. Hey, Pierre, you want to come Even on? Even like Dialit does not have the same sound because Dialit's a more evolved sound. But people are still trying to get to. This is why I like Cardi so much. He's so like evolved and so like he doesn't need anybody. Um, like except Pierre Bourne. He does like look at him. Like yeah, he doesn't need like this all. Um, he's like a Frank Ocean type of guy. Like I don't need all this public publicity or whatever. It's like my work does the talking for me, and he he realizes that. And that's some like that's some like badass shit. Badass okay, stuff. I'll say it. Oh no, he's uh, sore. Whatever. Number eleven. Wash the throne. Ooh, good Kanye choice. West and Jay Z. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Bro, that seems like a very listening good to Otis, listening to Edwards in Paris on the radio. God damn. Okay, sorry. I didn't no want to say church that in the, in the wild. No church in the wild. Frank. This is where we got Frank. This is where we first, us as kids, first heard yeah, Frank. Yeah, actually. Well, no. See, actually, it's funny because I when I went back, because I have this downloaded, and well, it's out on it's out on Spotify now, right? Finally, yeah. Yeah. So like I remember, and I was like featuring Frank Ocean. I was like, "Yes, bro." Wait, did, that was a, Frank. That was Frank Ocean. I like didn't realize that he did a lot. He did a lot of he did a lot of writing for Jay Z. No, he but did. Anyway, he, he wrote a lot of songs for a while. Not my only collaborative tape on this album on this list, but you cannot put this list. You cannot put this album not on this list. I don't yeah. know if that was proper grammar. It is that wasn't. But just, I understand what you're trying. I to wish. Say. I wish I was like old enough to go to this um tour because it was like it was a magical oh, tour yeah. but it's like we were like 11 years old so obviously not but um I just, like, I, no rap yeah right 11 oh, right. And, uh, so, sh- sorry shout out to just like the song illist motherfucker because it's literally like three minutes of nothingness it's an eight minute song and the first three minutes is just nothing it's, like, it's literally silent that's interesting and that's i think it's like a play on the illist the name because he's like yeah i can just drop three minutes of nothing and you're gonna fuck you're, <laughs> you're gonna love this album all right, Kyle. All right. Do you, top 10. Do you want me to? All right. So you we're start, in our start. top 10. Yeah. I'm going to start. Snake draft. Oh, this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> so what? 10. Where are we at? Uh, we're at 22 minutes. Oof, this is going to be an hour. Easy. Up. Dude, it's going to be way over. All right. But hey, who what? cares? So we want to do content. like 10 and I'll do 10, 9, 9, 8. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, snake draft style. All right. My number 10 album of the decade oh. is, in my opinion, the greatest indie rock album of this decade, which is funny because it came out in 2010. Tourist history. Two-door cinema club. Is this with a cat? Yeah. Yes. It's, I love that. For me, and a lot of people, the main criticism I see of this album is that it, all the songs sound the same, which I get that. But yeah. for me, this album just has everything that I loved about indie rock when I was from that, from like the 2010 to the 2014 like time frame. Had really good guitar stuff, really fun, poppy hooks that you can sing along to, good songs that mean a lot. Makes you feel so, it makes you feel you happy. Can, yeah, no, you know, it makes you feel good. I do like sad stuff as well because you're going to see later on in my list there's some sad stuff oh, in yeah. here as well. Oh, yeah. Um, and song albums that make this list because they make me feel sad, which is kind of weird, but I love it. Did, but this album FIFA, is one did, of those that makes me feel genuinely yeah. happy. Did FIFA have to do anything with this? Because FIFA used a lot of their music. I lis- I had been listening to Two Door Cinema Club like for three years before I ever owned nice. FIFA. Nice. Like I've been listening to them for a while before I even got got into FIFA. Um, and yeah, no, this album just this album just encapsulates everything yeah. that I love about indie rock. Um, it has like what you know is st- could easily be a top like ten song in the decade. Um, it's 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 fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. I love it so much. Um, and this album had to be on this list for me. And I've, I've been telling you for a while. Like I'm pretty sure when when I wrecked you this album, I was, well, like, I was so happy. Nah, this is on my, this. I was like, this is on my decade list. Like yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. fantastic. I, Actually, a lot of the surprised. albums on here. Let's see. I think three of the albums that are coming up, including this one, are all albums that I wrecked you. 
at some point. Oof. So oh, okay, I know exactly. Okay, you should have so, said that. I know now. That's all right. Well, I mean, you knew they were going to be yeah. on there. You just don't know what oh, they're yeah. going to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this album very important. Needs to be on my list. Number ten, Taurus history. Taurus cinema. So what, I'm doing ten now. Ten nine. All right. Number ten on my top albums of the decade. We have, man, what a time to be alive. My Drake and Future. Yeah, the uh, I was gonna say the one with uh, I was gonna say the one with Alec on the cover. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's nothing was the same. The best collaborative album of the year. I'm sorry, of the decade. Whoa, of the decade. People would say Wash the Throne, and I was debating if I was I was debating to switch them, but ultimately I did, I did pick What a Time jump to Be Alive. Jump man, jump man, jump man, jump man, bro. I I can't tell you two rappers that work together as good as Drake and Future do. Maybe 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 Gunna and Little Baby, but you know, shut up. <laughs> oh, Audible mention, no. Nah. Shut up. But um Shut up. This album. To to the starting from the from the um um sorry. Starting from the album cover, just diamonds, flex. Flex. To the just to the music. You have the sad, sad not sad stuff, you have like um plastic bag. You have R and B future that's better than R and B Drake. Oh I'm gosh. just kidding. Well relax, relax. I did not mean that when Whoa. I said that. Relax, Hendrix. Anyway. <laughs> I love this album so much, and I remember again f- how we're talking about what these means, what this means to us. I remember I was in New York for like a cousin's wedding, and this dropped, and me and Rob, shout out to Rob, I'll probably, oh, yeah. I'll probably talk about, uh, talk about bringing him up. He's a gonna lot. be on sometime. Oh yeah, he's friend. Oh of yeah, program. for sure. He needs to be on. Yeah, yeah, but um, like we that that album dropped, and when we heard Future say, "Your bitch on me getting murked," we fuck. <laughs> we thought that was like the craziest line ever. Like whatever. Because this is when, like, this was, like, the meme about, like, oh, you just got murked. Like, you know, like, those way back, like, yeah. m- like epic type no shit. Bev. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, New York. <laughs> well, anyway, um, that's my number 10. I love that All album. All right, number nine. Number nine. This might be a little surprising. Okay. 2014 for Hills Drive. That is very surprising. By J. Cole. Because I thought Knowing that this could easily would have been your number one. Okay. Because this album has been super important. Oh, exactly. And getting to that. Why this is super important. I can honestly say 2014 Forrest's Drive, like, like I'm, I'm going to give my, I'm, I'm going to swear on this one. I'll, let me preface that. It made me give a fuck about music. And what do I mean by that? It it was like my change from listening just to radio, like not even caring about music ultimately to like, oh, like I can feel something with music. Like this is a thing. Went from something that was just on in the background to something that was in your life. Yeah, you know? exactly. And that that was transition. That was a little transition from um, middle school to high school. So I, I feel like a lot of kids go through that same thing. And we're not we're not worried about like getting on the A team of basketball. We're yeah, actually. I'm, I'm trying to think about what that album was for me. <laughs> right. I mean, like I'm lucky enough to know exactly what that was. But you know, as I age, it, it I'm not really relating to it as much anymore. But yeah. I know that it still has a place in my heart, and I can't like not diss it. And I remember I, I used to diss it. Like, remember when I was like sophomore, junior, I'd be like, oh, F.J. Cole. Because when the whole little pump era came, and then I was like, I was on some stupid stuff. But, you know. Yeah. When you're just a what, rebellious little teen. Oh, yeah. Number nine. Back my number roots. nine. All right. Is it my turn? Yes, sir. Well, my number nine is Currents by Tame Impala. So this album okay. was, um, this album's super important to me because it was mm. the first Tame Impala album I listened to. And, I mean, from, from, from anyone here knowing me or from listening to the podcast for all, you know that I love synths. I oh, love yeah. synths. And who doesn't? And this album is synth like porn at times. <laughs> it's yeah. it's phenomenal. The songwriting on it is just so good. The the production is incredible. It it's I it, a lot of people will criticize and say like oh it's so entry level psychedelic. Uh, but for me, it's it just does exactly what I need. It's got these songs that like 
you can just like be late at night, blast your headphones with a, with like my string lights on that like rotate around and like the way that like let it happen just sort of like circles Oof. around you and it creates this sense of urgency. The less I know, the better. Like the way that that the baseline in that song goes when I walk that, I want to like walk, you know, like Spider Man and Spider Man Three. Yeah. That cringe dance. Oh, That's yeah. how I feel when I listen to that song. Just like I just want to walk down the street grooving. Eventually, great. When I first listened to this album, it was like my first like real introduction to like. Like, I'm going to say this album is not experimental at all, but like, it's a little bit like, no, it's a little bit adventurous with some of the sounds that it uses. Uh-huh. Like, you know, eventually how it opens that like harsh abrasive sound. Like that was something when I heard that I was like, whoa. I think, and also I think to add, let it happen is the best speech switch of the decade. Yeah. Better than, better than sickle mode. Better than sickle mode. Better than nights. Better than nights. Better than nights. I wouldn't say better than nights, but it's it, it, it's just it, yeah. And the let it happen just sets the tone for the elements. This seven minute psychedelic pop epic that just yeah, like literally. encapsulates you and draws you in, and it's so good. I just so love eight. it so much. All right, number, number eight. eight. This now this might surprise you actually, but number eight is Good Kid, Mad City by Kendrick Lamar. Mm. This album was my first like Kendrick album that I really dove into because I remember I listened it to Pimp a Butterfly first. Oh, that was okay, the first ever Kendrick Lamar album I listened to. Yeah, and that's I, right. It took me a while to get it. I didn't get it at first because I wasn't big into rap when it first dropped. It took yeah. me a while to really understand it and appreciate it. Now it's one of my favorite albums ever. It's coming up later. You gotta know. Okay, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I listened to You, You, and Damn. And then after I had heard songs from this album, but I'd never actually listened to this you, album you, number like, one. completely together. Mm-hmm. So I went back and listened to it like fully. And the storytelling on this album is just unbelievable. It's it's a little it's a little like you know it people have criticized it because it's a little like surface level like you can get it pretty easily by listening to it but the narrative that he creates in this album just the way he tells the story of just his life it it blew my mind like I'd never listened to an album that had just like such great great like song like how every song like meant so much it was it was one of the first like concept albums I really understood you know mm-hmm. and for me that makes this album so important to me because it just it the music is great the beats are awesome. Uh, like Mad City was the first song I heard from this, but like Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe, Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst, Money Trees, like these are classic, classic rap songs. Yeah. And the way that he tells this story is just unbelievable. And for me, it sent, like Kendrick Lamar is still my favorite rapper of all time. Mm-hmm. This album was actually the one that cemented that for me. So nice. Butterfly is obviously incredible and I'm going to talk about it later. Yeah. But this album is really the one that truly cemented it for me. And that's why it has to be on my list. A little bit low, but you'll see the song, yeah, the ones that made it ahead of it. Okay. Number eight. Flower Boy. Oh, okay. Tyler the Creator. Um, Number one, Cherry Bomb. Tyler right. No, no, no. I'll tell you right now. This is the, this is the last Tyler album. Oh, really? List. I thought you would probably put Cherry Bomb up in some way. Oh, no, no. I'm not Will. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, no. Let me tell you about Flower Boy. So I, mean, I was thinking, okay, Cherry Bomb. Cherry Bomb has great instrumentals, but there's a lot of sleepers I just don't, I didn't really like. Wolf is not really finished, and a lot, you can do it. It's way, still good, though. It's still good, yeah. I'm, again, these albums are good, but we're talking decade list. I couldn't justify putting it on there. But Flower Boy, Flower Boy, when it came out, it was like summer 2017, I believe. Yes, it was 2017. It was just a beautiful time. I think we were graduating. Everything, life seemed so open. Life seemed like we can just do anything with it, right? Yeah. And this album dropped, and it's like, it's so, um, made me feel, <laughs> made me feel fuzzy inside. I don't know how to say it. But like, I remember talking to a friend about this. It's like, there's some music that you kind of like, you see, you see color when you listen to it, right? Yeah. So with this album, it's like you see sunshine, you see like love. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just 
and the whole thing about how it was like a car theme, which we yeah. thought no, but it actually which, kind of which was. Which you said from the start, and then like I didn't really realize until like later on, but then like listening to dissect and like yeah. they talked about how it was a car theme, and I was like, oh, you're fucking right, bro. Yeah, and like <laughs> maybe maybe this un- this underlying love of like car rides comes from like being from the suburbs, and that's all we would do. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like imagine like I would love, and I would love to just like hop into McLaren. Drive on like Pacific State Highway, listen to Flower Boy. You what, know, you don't like hopping in the Honda Honda Pilot and the I drive a Lexus LS. <laughs> no. All right, flex. Um, anyway, it's just it is just a beautiful album, and I can't stress it enough. Yeah. Um, it's a big place in my heart. Number seven, and this is a little cheating, but we talked about this, so we, we thought it was okay. Saturation trilogy. Yeah. By Brockhampton. So we didn't want to just do the separate ones because we're like, oh, no, if that, that's gonna take that's gonna take up too many spots. So we just we just put saturation in our whole in the trilogy. Yeah. Okay. What is this number seven? Seven. I don't think I've been invested in an artist as much as I did with Brockhampton in regards to like keeping up with them, what's happening on Twitter, keeping up with the news, going to a bunch of concerts. We went to two. Yeah, we've seen them twice. I see. I've never seen anybody twice, let alone once. You know. I have not seen a lot of people. I'm, until recently, I started going to concerts, but prior because to I, that, because I basically like forced you for content. No, yeah, right. No, um, but I mean, just this out. Al- these albums, these people of that are part of Brockhampton, are just like it's kind of like the person. The, it's like the friends you, you the, like the guys you want to be friends with. Yeah, it's like you wish you were part of that group, that whole brotherhood, that whole collective like mentality. Yeah. And I've kind of used some aspects of that in my own friend group. Of course, we're not talented, but you know, it's kind of like the stuff that they can like just creating. Yeah, how the how those guys can curate together is like, you know, I use it when we work on bass stuff. It's just like I love that. It's like it's well, like a spark. Well, that's how I got into bass was from watching. Like Brockhampton stuff. And exactly, being like, you that's know what? right. I want to, I want to create stuff. I want to be bo- cool. Bo- shit. My broskies. And, I, and so that, and that's how I ended up getting involved. I'm wearing a badge hoodie I, right it, now. I think, and just seeing that magic that was happening there that yeah. in the Brockhampton factory, it was. I was just so attracted to it. I, right now, I'm. I don't really listen to them as much as I would because I don't think they've replicated that magic. But like that just comes with growing up. Yeah, you know? it's a sad truth. That's, all right, that's my number seven. All right, well. So for me, my number seven and my number six are the same as your eight and seven in that order. Wow. My number seven is Flower Boy. My number six is Saturation Three specifically, but because that's my favorite yeah, of the trilogy, yeah. but the trilogy altogether. I, I couldn't pick. But yeah. Flower Boy, I put it seven. Um, it's not Tyler's best. Igor is his best, but this album means so much to me when it first came out because I had always liked Tyler, mm-hmm. but I was never a fan of Tyler. It was like, just me and Will talking about like, who the fuck is Tyler? No, guy? no, I knew who he was and I listened to his stuff, but I never like deep dived into him and like did anything until I heard this. This album blew me away because I always thought he was just a dude that just made crazy instrumentals and was edgy. When I listened Raps to this, about and then when I listened to this, like it was raw, it was vulnerable, and it it was it was him being really authentic and talking about himself, and it brought out something in me too. Like th- I learned a lot about me from oh, this yeah. album. Oh yeah. Um, and how to make myself a better person, and like truths about me, and you know, like just important things in my life. That's something um, that it's like it's it's sorry, it's just a side note. It's like something that. It's like unvalued. It's like you can't value that. And like, yeah, for, no. for someone, an artist to give you that, it's just, it's, and like, it's worth they're a just lot. the songs. The, I mean, the production of this album is great. Mm-hmm. You know, Tyler brings good stuff. I mean, I guess it's his last rap album because like, Igor don't really consider it to be a rap album. Yeah. But his raps are great. You know, like the song, like the themes of loneliness and, you know, it's missing okay. something in yourself and like trying to find what that thing you're searching for really Bored. resonated with me at the time, but a lot now as well, too. 
Um, it stands. It stands the test of time. It does for me, and I think it really will. And it, and as great as Igor is, I think people will consider this in the end to be his greatest album. I mean, Igor is probably his best, like as far as production and skill goes. But I think this is Igor is definitely his most skillful album. I mean, this ever. is the most. This is the most important album in Tyler's career because he was coming off a of cherry bomb where people oh, were, yeah. were like abandoning him. They were and not stuff. taking him seriously at all. And so he came back and he's like, you know what? Literally. Fuck it. I'm gonna drop oh, some yeah. real shit. And he dropped that, and everyone loved it. Like, I can do this. So, yeah, Flower Boy number seven, so important to me. Saturation three, uh, Saturation Trilogy number six. So, you had wanted me to get on Brockhampton for a while, and I never really. (laughs) Me and Kuji, Arthur. Yeah, and I was just late to it just because, like, I was just busy, you know, and I I need to be in a mindset to get into new music. Like, I need to not be on anything to get into new music. There have been a lot of good good stuff I've listened to, but I've just been on another wave, so I I never really got it. I I hit you. I finally, I listened to, I remember I listened to Saturation two. And it was the first one I listened to and just hearing the build up at the beginning of Gummy and just listening to Gummy being like, what am I listening to? What is this to? orchestra? I had n- no, no, not Wait. even the orchestra, just like that song. Like oh, I yeah. had never heard anything like that before. Mm. Like the vibe that they gave off, I had never heard anything like that. And I remember just listening to that album, just song after song. I believe I texted you. I was like, dude, every song on this album is incredible right now. Like I'm blown away. I was and, so happy to see that. And then Saturation 3 dropped like two two or three weeks later. So and, you, you were just three, living I, life. And Saturation <laughs> 3, and then I listened to Saturation 1 over Christmas break. Oh, yeah. So like that whole Christmas break, I w- was engulfed in it. And it's the same thing you said. Like I had never really been that engulfed in like the oh, lore yeah. around an artist so much. Artists. And like, and listening to Saturation 3 reminds me of like the good times that we would spend driving around the car together. And like me and my Boston friends. Calling. Me and my friends listening to it at school our freshman year just being freaking idiots and just like doing stupid stuff but just like you know we'd That's, be like yeah. we listening to boogie like i remember me my room shout out to my roommate pat one of my good friends jen we got a noise complaint one night because we were all just drinking in our dorm blasting boogie just like we were just going ham just like let, 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 like, the go- like the goths under the bridge going ham and we got in so much trouble because they're like hey can you guys turn it down we we're like yeah sorry um that's one sad thing about uh, about uh, like music it just like it makes you think about the times you had Aww. yeah but like and 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 just like gotta, these gotta, boys and this them. album means so much to me because it was just a moment in my life my boys and like when i go back to it it feels like a time capsule when i listen oh to yeah these, listen to these songs takes you back to that, I hate, that and i hate to be like the boomer brock Hansen fan being like i miss the sat days but i really do you know like oh, it yeah. was just simpler then but that, i mean it, but at the same time yeah. i still love the direction they're going in and they're still making great stuff but oh, yeah saturation trilogy i, I don't it's think sad truth. i, I don't think they'll ever up. i don't think they'll ever top it no which is sad but at the same time you know it's still fantastic stuff it's still there yeah, yeah, I love it. So what? I'm number six. You're now? number six, and then okay. five. Number six, Control by SZA. Oh, what? Listen, I love this. Okay, I love this album so much. Let me tell you, SZA, my favorite female R&B artist. Yeah. Um, this album, I don't even know why I listened to it or how. And this is just like a lapse of my um my memory, but all these songs are so good. It is, it is R and B. I lo- there was times in my life, not my life, but in this decade, where I liked R and B more than rap because I think I think what happened was I kind of burnt. I got burnt out of rap, and I was like, this stuff is getting repetitive. Yeah. I, I want to listen to stuff that makes me feel more. Like yeah, I like feeling like a bad bitch, but I want to feel you know, like and. A lot of these songs, and like my favorite song that has my ultimately my favorite song that has came out is Twenty Something, because it literally encapsulates. I don't know if that's if I said that word correctly. My worries of being twenty talks about 
you know, honestly, it gets it gets harder when you get older. Like like rejection, everything that's happening. These twenty something is like anything that can can come out of it. It's it's a scary time in your life because you know you're coming out of school, which is a system that you've been living in your whole life, and now you're starting your career. That's and that's just one song. Yeah, you have love galore. You have the weekend. The weekend. Yeah. Oh my god, the weekend. What's the one with? Oh god, it's like something with the birds. Um, with with uh, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. No, I forget. Anyway, fantastic album though. This it, it always makes me feel something, and I think albums that are so high on our list are ultimately inexplainable. We can't tell you why we like them. It's just how it is. This album, like, and I love, and it's also side note. My sisters love SZA too. So again, it's another bonding thing yeah. that we uh, we have together. Um, it's uh, Doves in the Wind. But, that's, um, that's what I was thinking of. But my favorite song, I think my my favorite song was Drew Barrymore. But you know, that's whatever. another good one too. Normal Girl, Go Gina. Okay, anyway, I just love this album so much, right. and I'm I'm so thankful for it. Number now we're top five. Top five. Top five. Top five. You were, you, you were probably waiting on like where was this album? You're probably waiting. Where where when he's gonna say this album? I'll say it right now. Uzi versus the world. My little Uzi Vert. Okay. Uzi. <laughs> Summer 2016. That's all I gotta say. Nah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're talking about Little Uzi Vert, my top three favorite rappers of all time. He, because he, he again, I'm using this word again, in, encapsulates. I think I said the word differently. What this type of rap is, this genre. Yeah. Right. This album is so good. Like to the beats, to how fun it is, to how like, like compared to what rap was, how preposterous this album is. But how I love it so much, and I hold it very near and dear to me. To, from like from the imagery of Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which, which was one of my favorite movies before even this album came out, it was one of my favorite movies. How he encapsulates that. Okay, oh my God, I guess I'm using this word, but you know how with the album t- cover, whatever. How Ramona, that song like Ramona Flowers in the movie, like whatever. Scott and Ramona. Anyway, it's just a good album, yeah. and it's Uzi's best tape um and again very near and dear to my heart all right is it my turn yes number five all right number five is an album that came out a while ago or not a while ago but like you know a decent bit ago but isn't one i didn't really get into until recent and from actually i would say from basically from now on from here on all the albums you're about to hear are 10 out of 10s for me Okay. There are a couple of 10 out of 10s that were a little lower down here, but there were just ones that I like, you know, rated a little bit higher because I had a little bit of an emotional attachment to it more. But the yeah. rest of these albums are 10 out of 10s. Yep. And the first of it is Endless by Frank Ocean. Mm. Number five. This album, it, I didn't Only listen recently. to it until this year. Yeah. But it is means so much to me in so many ways. I remember the first time that I listened to it, I felt like a flips, a, a switch flipped in my head. Yeah. And I just something latched onto this for me and there's just something about listening to this album when i'm feeling sad you are just, you are loved kyle it just hits me dude it the production on this album is so it's so spacious it's ambient it's weird and to think it's it, was lush. Like, it was like a technically a throwaway album yeah but it's it, in my opinion it's probably the most underrated album of the decade and I'd say it's it's one of the more important albums of the of the decade because of the situation in its release, with 
The fact that he released this to get out of his Def Jam contract. <laughs> think about it. And he, Frank, fleeced, yeah. he fleeced Def Jam out of all that money and oh, then yeah. dropped Blonde. Like, this album is super important that in the sense that it, it, time. It, because that was a defining moment of the music industry. Yeah, we will always talk like, about that. He was, we'll like, fuck, that. he was like, fuck yeah. Def Jam. I'm going to drop this album. And I'm going to get out of it, and then I'm going to drop the real album after it. And I feel like that's why people forget about it. It's sort of like, oh, yeah, you know, and then they drop that Fort Blonde. Mm-hmm. But the songwriting on this is so raw. It's visceral. Like, songs like Higgs and Rushes, just, they, there's something about them where his, Frank's vocals on it are just unbelievable. The instrumentals are incredible. It's just so raw and so emotional, and it speaks to me in so many different ways. Mm. And this is one of those where I value it a lot because of the emotional attachment I have to it. Yeah. Because I was dealing with a lot this summer, and this album was my crutch during mm. that time. Mm. But I, I don't know. It's just something I wish more people could listen to this album because I feel like more people would give it the love that it deserves. Oh yeah. Because um, it has some of some some of Frank's best like production mm. on it. Like the 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 beats are just beautiful, ambient, and. You know, they, they pull from so many different weird sounds. Like, there's some songs where are great, like, guitar ballads. And there are songs where you're just like, well, how the hell did he make these sounds? Like, what <laughs> instruments did he use to do this? Yo, what is that? No, literally. So, but that's why that album is so important to me. Um, and that's it comes in at number five. Okay. Number four, also a 10 out of 10. And the best pop album of the decade. Bonito Generation by oh. Caro Caro Bonito. Wow. Number four on my decade wow. list. I'm actually This surprised. album... So th- this album blew me away when I listened to it because I had never heard anything like it before. It's It was this beautiful, like, bubblegum video game pop album that just... <laughs> That's a great way to it. released it. something in me that it was just... I felt like it was listening to pure happiness. It was this wholesome, happy music with, you know, this, this really fun synth production, but just the lyrics of these songs, like the song Trampoline, so simple but so uplifting, heard a song, literally a song about hearing a song, break, a song about wanting to take a break, fishbowl, a song about like a kid singing to their fish, you know? These aren't like the most like profound statements ever in written in music, but there's just something about this album that just sticks with me and that it's just so fun. It It's bright, it's bubbly. It, it, like, Is it, it the it's, most it, fun album on your list? I guess you could say that. Yeah. It's the antithesis of Endless in, in a sense where Endless I listen to when I'm feeling down and I'm feeling low and like I want to just wallow. Yeah. And then if I'm feeling down, I put on this album to help pick myself back up. Mm-hmm. Because So you choose a route. Do I want to It's it, it's just yeah. it's just like I said I just said bubblegum. I've said bubbly before, but it's just it's it's a fun pop album with funny intelligent lyrics, incredible production, and in my opinion it's the best pop album of this decade because like it's just so unique. Like I don't think I've heard a record like this this decade it's a 10 out of 10 for me and it had to be on my decade list it might be a little high some people might think it's too high mm. but there's for, just for you i think it's okay. for, for me it's very important and it needed to be up there nice so that's my number four okay my number four and also i want to say say I, how you said um these albums are 10 from number six so from control on for me are tens okay number four this is where i why i had that face earlier um number four is channel orange by frank ocean see that's fair I mean, See, and we, we could debate that, like me okay. having it being an honorable mention. Like, I just prefer yeah. the more experimental side so the of way, Frank. Yeah. I mean, the way I say the way... Okay, let's talk about it. Yeah. Channel Orange was the fr- first Frank Ocean album that I listened to. And so you know how you you were, um, you, were, you first got introduced to Brock Anto by Satu, and then Satu yeah. was dropping in like two months? That was the same with me. I kind of first got introduced to Frank Ocean with Channel Orange, and then like a month later, he, was, he dropped Blonde. So I was like, oh my God, like I'm living Bet. right now, right? You drop Endless. And then jumped. Yeah, I mean, unless I listened to it, it was just a video version at that point. But um, 
and you know where I was uh, being introduced to this album? I was in Armenia, actually. Oh, wow. Um, and like and I still... Of the summer. Yeah, yeah, and I listened to it. I think, I think actually, I think no, it came out... I think it came out when I came back. But anyway, I, and one of the fondest memories I have, and I still hold it, I still think about that time. It was great. I'm literally like on the bus or whatever. We're going to see church or whatever. But what's great about Armenia is like a lot of open landscape. It's very beautiful. And I remember just listening to Frank Ocean. And I thought to myself like, because a lot, so a lot of it's like desert, right? So I thought to myself like, this is Frank Ocean music. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of the, and I, I've told you like my, my, um, my like was fantasy I have where I want to go to like the desert and drive a convertible, listen to Channel Orange, yeah. or listen to Frank. That, that's because kind of, I want to relive what I lived there. Yeah, I was so peaceful. I was listening to Crack Rock. I'm listening to Super Rich Kids, Forrest Gump's pyramids, and pyramids, bad uh, religion, bad religion. Oh my god, and it's just so beautiful. I mean, I think we're getting a little emotional on here, but thinking about <laughs> the good, the good times yeah. we had. But you know, it's um. Going back to that time, and that was the summer. Um, I don't know how. Okay, I mean, I, it was good. I met a girl. Like, I don't want to go into this, but you know what I'm saying. I'll, I'll tell you later off off mic. But um, yeah, it just means a lot to me, and it, and it always will. Okay. All right. Um, Top three. Wow. Yeah. Didn't think we would make it. My number three of the decade. If you're reading this, it's too late. It's too late. My Drake. Drake. Wow. Listen. That was also mine. No, I'm kidding. Listen. Drake's best album, hands down. Don't fight me about it. And let me tell you why. And I think many people have said this. This was his I'm going to prove myself album. I'm going to prove myself why. He's, he's kind of like a futurist in this album. He's like, I'm going to tell you guys why I'm the best right now. This was back in like twenty shoot 2015, I think. I'm sorry. Yeah, I believe so. And then he's like, this is why I'm the best in this middle of the decade. And this is why I'm going to tell you I'm going to be the best at the end of this decade. And is he wrong? No. He's the most influential rapper of the decade. Oh, for sure. Um, know Yourself is top three best songs for the decade for me. I love, love, love that song. It is just running through my six of my woes. Bro, listening to that, and just like, bro, literally... Literally, when like the 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 bass is about to drop, and just put it on the volume on max. Like I'm not even shitting you. Like I literally would do that. What song is that again? No, yourself. Like running through the, the six. six. <laughs> yeah. Bro, that that the you, meme the meme potential bro, of that song bro, too. When you first heard that song, melted. But like yeah. not even that. You have Madonna. You have um. You have Company. And I, I'm naming some songs that people don't even necessarily like. But you have like ten bands, bro. You have like. Uh, I, like uh, listen, I'm not good with li- I'm not good with song names, but uh, I have to read this one off. Legend, when I die, I'm a legend. Like he again, this is the whole thing. Like this is who I am. I am dr- I am the best rapper of this decade, and he knows it. Uh, no telling. Six God, preach. Ugh. Now and forever. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Jungle. Jungle. That's not. It's so. It's a beautiful song. Six p.m. in New York. Anyway. You know, Drake means a lot to me. He was my my um my guy my uh, artist of the decade. Yeah, and this was his best piece of music, and I love it so much. All right, is it my turn for number three? Number Trey. Number Trey. All right, my number three is my beautiful dark twisted oh fantasy God. by Kanye West. Wait, I don't know what's. Wait, I I don't know. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, really? Yeah. Really. This is my number three. What the hell is your... It's Kanye's... Be- uh, dude, it's so easy to guess. Well, I know, I know what one of them is, but I don't know what the other one is. 
All right, that's kind of crazy. All right, you. I'm, oh, you, you, oh, okay. Never mind, never mind. Okay. I, I, I know your list because I don't. Know, your list has been all over the place, so I can't even guess what your two are going to be. Oh, because I don't think it's the same two as mine. Okay, okay. It's got to at least be one of them, but I don't know what the other one we'll, is. We'll find out. We'll, we'll find, find out. out. But my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is Kanye's best album. Yes, it is a ten out of ten. Yes, it is a maximalist work of art. And it's just, it's crazy. It's Kanye sitting down. I'm just going to make the greatest album I could ever make. You know, the whole whole story behind like the, you know, him recording this in Hawaii, like flying people out there and making people change the, uh, their verses like hundreds, 150 times, like re-recording everything. Like he was trying to make the perfect album and he was pretty damn near close. I mean, there's, there are a couple misses on this for me, but like, if I would just want to go down and just read the track list, like it's just hit after hit after hit i'm pulling it up right now but the opener dark fantasy incredible gorgeous potentially and this is could be a hot take the best kanye song he's ever released <laughs> i love gorgeous Whoa. so much that the guitar the lyrics uh power also could be the best song he's ever released the lyrics on that the, Power's beat, the best workout song ever it's it's a great workout song but it also has a lot of substance to it and it's oh, the, yeah. the story that he goes through on this album is so moving uh all the lights incredible monster what a fun song. Uh, Nicki Minaj has the best uh, verse in that song. She absolutely fucking kills it. Uh, so appalled, hot take, but I actually do like this song. It's it, A lot of people don't like it. I, it's not definitely not Bro, one of the high points, but I still I love it. I have a it. funny story about that song, but yeah. Devil in a New Dress, unreal. And then from Devil in the Dress right into Runaway. From that, the rest of the album oh kind of loses it for me, but like it's still good. But run, but like, dude, like this album is just like, it's just peak. It was peak Kanye. It was P. Kanye West. He came out after 808. Yo, people, were like, people were just like, I don't know, man. It was kind of like Flower Boy. And so people were doubting him. And he comes back. He's like, all right, here you go. Y- like, y'all are going to doubt me. He been yeah. through such a tumultuous time. He's going to come back. I'm going to make an album perfect that they that yeah, they'll have, right to after, like, Amber Rose they'll have to forgive me. Yeah. And he did. And I mean, it could have easily been higher, but it's it's still it's still an absolutely phenomenal album. It's his best album by a significant margin. Mm. Um, And yeah. That's my number three. Uh, so I go number two now, right? Yes. All right. Well, so I'm going to say my number two, and you're going to know what my number one is. Yeah. Um, but I just want to preface this, that my number one and my number two are interchangeable. Because okay. it was really hard for me to decide where I was going to put each one of these. Because right. there, de- there were two different sort of you know mindsets, me looking at the two albums and assessing how I want them. Do I want to look purely based on artistic impact, or do I want to look on personal impact? Mm-hmm. In the end, I went with putting personal impact over artistic impact, which is not to say that the first album does not have a ton of artistic impact, but it has much more of a personal impact because I can relate to it more. Yeah, okay, I, I know what you're talking but about. But number two is To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. Mm. Now, this is the best rap album of the decade, by far and away. This album, like, it... And I said earlier, it took me a long time to get it. Mm-hmm. I listened to it, and... and I wasn't a big jazz or funk guy at the time. I wasn't even a big rap guy at the time when this came out. And I just didn't get it. And I remember I abandoned it and I came back to it. And after having gotten into more rap and getting more into Kendrick. And then when I've, I, I'll never forget the list, the first listen that I listened to when I got it, it blew my mind. Hmm. It was just like the, like the production on this, the raw, just like funk jazz sounds that he puts into it like wesley's theory like when west when i the, the first time i listened to it that i when i really got it when i listened to wesley's theory like i was just like holy shit this is the best song i've ever heard like <laughs> in that moment like and then from there like for free uh-huh 
Uh, King Kunta, I had always liked, but like that song, you know, still hit with me. But then you hear like you, these walls, these raw emotional songs talking about these really deep overarching narrative of this album. Like it, the, the black of the berry, all right. Like it's an important album in history because all right, like all the song, all right, became such its own thing bigger than the album. And the story that it tells is such an important story. And for me, like, you know, a suburban white kid growing up in, you know, a predominantly white town, like these are issues that I like had never seen or never oh, knew yeah. what they were going on. Like not really knew that they were going on. Cause I, I, you know, I was a sheltered white kid, but listening to this album exposed me to the issues that are going on in our society and the plight that people of color were facing. And like listening to this album, like it made me understand and made me want to like, you know, be more active and like understand like, you know, like the world is not perfect for some people. And like hearing this was sort of like, it was my first exposure to like, you know, stuff like that. Mm. And it's such a tremendous work of, it's such a tremendous work of art on its own. And I love it, but it also has that social and political impact that really cements it as one of the most important albums of this decade by far. Best rap album, probably the most important album. This yeah, decade. I agree with that. It doesn't make my number one because I said of personal, like, um, and I, it, I'm sure listeners already know what my number one is. Garo definitely already knows what my number one is. And I'll talk about it when I get there because it, it could be your number one. I don't know. Maybe maybe it is. We'll it, see. It, it's probably, it's got to be, it's got to be in your list. But, oh, but. You'd be surprised. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was about to say, not even an honorable mention. But yeah. So, to Pippa Butterfly, number two. Garo, what's your number two? And then we'll get on to our number ones. So, you saying interchangeability. I get that, but the thing about these both these albums, I guess, um, are interchangeable in, in like the personal aspect that you were talking about. But for my number two, I do have "Blonde" by Frank Ocean. Now, that's my number two. Okay. Blonde, blonde, blonde. What can I say? Uh, what, Frank, can I, what, what can we say that we haven't already said? I'm saying like. Frank Ocean is one of our favorite artists. We are so, I mean, I can't, again, the praise, we can't praise him enough. How lucky we are to have him. How, like, cool, he's just, he's like the coolest guy we've ever, we've never met. <laughs> That's a good way to say it. Um, This album, you know, it's, I think what's great about it is anybody can relate to it. Yeah, there's some part that I'm anybody could relate to self control. Maybe, maybe you know you 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 like this girl, but like you're in a toxic relationship and you have you don't have self control against yourself to get away from that. Or nights, you know you're you're just, you know you're working nights. You're kind of just in your nine to five. You're not really doing anything. You're kind of uh, like, what's going on in my life? It's like a, like a crisis with what, what you're doing. Yeah. Or you know Godspeed. You know or good guy <laughs> facebook story nah i mean even facebook story yeah, like on, comments on, on like on facebook no nah, i mean facebook uh, story comments on like it is social media special, how it's not there how social media has been intertwined in our life and how it's kind of preposterous you know yeah but this album follow us on twitter and instagram <laughs> right to nike's to white ferrari like it's just so beautiful and it's i think it's the most most beautiful album of the decade you know we keep using these different adjectives for these different albums but yeah I can't appreciate this enough. And I think what also ties into this, and you'll agree, it's like the mystery. Who is Frank Ocean? We really don't know. And also something that I've I've, I've lacked in mentioning, my love for our future, right? Yeah. You know, their tape or anything wasn't in it because, you know, a lot of Oldie them song of the decade. Oh. <laughs> Honorable mention to Oldie. That was a great song. But him being in, in um, 
like all those people that came out of that. Yeah. Like Earl, Tyler, Frank, who have all been in our list, who who've been on our list, and we love them dearly. Um, it just shows you, like, I don't know, I don't know where I was really going with that, but I can't. I mean, it shows again, you how much they've achieved, and like, you know, yeah. I mean, what what did I say in the beginning? They what were. did I say in the beginning? It's like it's inexplainable. Some of this, some of this stuff is just like actually, I learned this in my my uh, informations class. It's called tacit knowledge. It's something that's tacit knowledge is something that's. You can't teach to somebody. You can't just tell it to somebody. It's it's not you. Not, it's not taught. It's just there. Yeah. I can't tell you these feelings because there's no words for them. Anyway. All right. Damn. I, I'm saying number one first. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, actually, I mean, I can do mine first if you if you really want. No, I'll just, I'll just say it because you touched on it. Oh, my number one album of the decade. Well, you touched on my number one too. So. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy by Kanye West. Makes now, sense. Let me tell you something. I, I'm not going to be capping over here and saying some obscure-ass album was my number one. Because, come on. Artistically standing. Runaway is my favorite song of all time. Wow. Runaway, and I'll say it with my chest. Runaway is my favorite song of all time. Yeah, that's fair. Devil in a New Dress, my second favorite song of all time. Wow. I don't. I can't tell you what... Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to stop bringing up this... Whatever. But, um... Keep going. This album... From the lure of it, from the tr- how how we got attracted to it, it's okay. It came out 2010, so realistically, I wasn't introduced until like later on. Yeah, same. But how cool this was to Kanye to that tour to him wearing the mask, playing the ding. Yeah, th- bro. Just like I, I watch videos of that, and I was getting goosebumps. Same. Like same. videos. I still do. Imagine if I'm still. Imagine exactly. I still do. But imagine if we were there. Oh, I couldn't even. I, I, imagine I, if I never met the Broskis. Bruh. Um, it's just, I love it so much. I love it so much. And it's, uh, you know, an album that takes you somewhere. Yeah. I can't, I, you know what's the weirdest part? I can't tell you when I listened to this the first time. I think I probably listened to like, I don't remember when I did either. I probably listened to power and like all the lights on the radio. Yeah. I I had heard uh, all half the songs from this album before I actually listened to the full album. Yeah. And it, and that, that's why I don't like the radio. It doesn't do its justice. No, it doesn't. It at really all, doesn't. At not. all, at all. It really doesn't. But like, take away my personal stance on it. Like, like you were, like you were mentioning. Yeah. It's, it's the most. It's <laughs> one thing I I saw a tweet and I love this. Kanye literally gave everybody nine years and they couldn't do shit. <laughs> not shit, but like he gave yeah. people. He gave people like he literally gave them a decade to beat him and like almost maybe like one. Or two people have been able to beat him. But on many lists, this will be number one. He yeah. literally gave these people 10 years. And Kanye, Kanye's my favorite artist, right? One of the uh, most influential artists of the decade. One of the most influential. For, for better or for worse. Married to an Armenian, like, speaks to me. <laughs> speaks, speaks to me. With he volumes. cemented himself as your favorite when oh, yeah. married to an Armenian. Right there. <laughs> right there. But, you know, and it's like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. It's like, it's, he's bringing up these feelings I've, didn't know or when i was a kid necessarily i didn't i i don't know what they were what is this devil in a new dress like you're yeah. telling me girls break up with you type shit you know it's just like i just feel oh, that man. he kind of like prepped me for your life for my life the soundtrack to my life that's my number one kyle all right my number one i'm sure you already know what it the same is. Time. yeah i already know it's blonde by frank ocean i will always love you so this album for me Go off, King. Go the off. <laughs> I can't really put in, like you said before, I can't really put into words how much it means to me. I This decade has been a lot. You know, mm-hmm. growing old, the last couple of years have been a lot for me. 
I wasn't a huge Frank Ocean guy for a while. Like I didn't think I think the first time I might have listened to this album completely, like all the way through, might have been like two years ago, like twenty seventeen. Was a while ago. Yeah, and this album is still with me. Whenever, and and like whenever I'm going through something that's really weighing on me in life, or I'm thinking about something, or if I'm dwelling on things that have you know affected me in my life, mm. I can put this on and just the opening couple bars of Nikes just transports me out of whatever wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, and takes me just to a better place. But yes. I mean, I, I sa- love that. I love I, that. I, I, I can already see people clowning me, being like, bro, uh, blonde album of the decade, oh, bro, what are you, you, you you're sad, boy. You're sad. It's like, shut up. Dude, like, it just, it, so it means <laughs> so much to me. And, it's you the know, value. how bold of him to come out after, you know, dropping Channel Orange, one of the best R&B albums of the decade. Thank you. Easily. Why am I saying And so the reason why I didn't put Channel Orange in my top 10, and like I've had this argument with some people, is I think I just prefer this, the blonde version of Frank, more than the Channel Orange version of Frank. Channel Orange is still like a, I, I see Channel Orange is still a 9 out of 10. It's a 9 out of 10 still. Every album that made this list is minimum a 9. How about Nostalgia Ultra? That's still great. It's a great it's tape. Great. Oh yeah, it's great, but but it, it doesn't. It's, I don't see it's, it in a lot of lists. But yeah. Um. It was on. Uh. It was on. It was on one. It was list. on a couple. No, it was on two or three. It was actually, on Vice. Guardian. The Guardian Vice and I believe Pitchfork also had yeah, it. Yeah. It's important because it was his first real step into music. Mm. But this album, just the music on this album, means so much. Like Self Control is my favorite song of all time, because there's just something song. raw. I'm, I'm literally gonna listen to it right after. There's this. something raw and visceral that's released in me when I hear that song. <laughs> White Ferrari. Godspeed, Siegfried. Oh, we're getting emotional here. Knights. I mean, Knights has that beat switch where it's the perfect thing of like, you know, you're you're, you're running around, you're living your life nonstop, and then the transition of like what's really going on in your life where you're burnt out, you're you're suffering, you're Love doing it. through through all this stuff, and you know, like I, there's something about this album that will always hit with me, and I know that this album will always be there. I it's see us listening to it when we're like 50 the, years old. The sticker on I have one sticker on my computer. And it's just the the text blonde from that album because this album means so much no to me. Baz. <laughs> no, I have it on my water bottle. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, this album just means so much to me, and the fact that it, I mean, I'm not even talking so much about the music. Like this music on this album, it's so stripped back, it's laid back, it's so intriguing. Like if you listen to like some of the songs, like if you listen to Skyline Two, out of context, like if that was a single you heard on the radio, you'd be like, "Man, what the hell was that? What is that?" But in the context of this album and that song being a bridge between solo and self-control, there's something about the strip. I don't think there are drums on this album at any point. You yeah. know, I don't think there are drums on this album at any point. And actually, no, there is when? on Ivy. I uh, know pink and white. Oh, I totally drums, forgot about them. But yeah. yeah, I mean, just like the, 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 the risks that he took in making this album and the fact that it, that it hit the way that it did just speaks to him as an artist. I mean, Frank will forever be my favorite artist. I, I at least I think, um, but yeah, not Billie Eilish. Blonde, <laughs> blonde, blonde. I went back and forth between "To Pimp a Butterfly" and "Blonde" because "To Pimp a Butterfly" I think is the is like probably the most important album of this decade. But, but I think I think but "Blonde" just means more to me. I think just to say it, you you couldn't obviously you couldn't relate to. Uh, the struggle in "To Pimp a Butterfly." No, I can. Yeah, because it's not where I come from. Exactly, it's, but it, it's, it's more relatable. With blonde, that's just yeah. all it is. And and so that's the thing is like, and I'm not even gonna pretend like I can relate to the yeah. struggle in Tippet Butterfly. Like, come on, like you've seen us. Like, well, I mean, my people were no. <laughs> shut up. Um, but yeah, I mean, blonde had to be number one for me. I'm sure you probably um, w- w- did. You think that was gonna be our number one coming into this? Yours? Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I, thought, mean, I was struggling with that too. It was on I my. I thought was, you were either gonna have a Kanye or Uzi album as number one. I actually thought that you might have said like Love Is Rage Two was your number one album. No way, game, really? Well, once you said honorable mention, I, well, that was a thought. I thought it was. I thought no, it was gonna be that or my beautiful. There's Dark a difference between the playful. I love to listen to it. And, and then, I, like, the meaningful impact. But yeah, yeah. The, the impact, like, beats that by a, a long shot. So that's so that's it. It's been an hour and seven minutes. If you listen to this if long, you listen to I this love whole you. thing, Yeah, like, thank you for listening to us rants. I hope you agree with our list. I'm sure if you do that, you probably do. Yes. Um, if you, like, on our DMs, like, our Instagram, our Twitter, reply with your list. because like, or, or, like, you're just your albums of the decade. Because, like... Let's argue. If you're listening yeah. to this, like, that means that you care a lot about music. And music is one of the most important things in the world. And what it does, what it brings to people, what it brings to our lives. And this is one way we express that love. And, yeah, no, th- and this is why we love doing this podcast. Because it's for us, it, ge- it makes us listen to music, think critically about music, make... Thank like, you. Uh, think back to us, listening it helps like, us appreciate it the more. times we had with music yeah. you know and and that's why we do this like it, it's it, it really started just as an opportunity for us to talk about music to each other and the fact that even though you know we're not like you know we're it's not global celebrities hot, yeah. or anything we only get like a hundred listens an episode this one probably only get like 40 because it's Honestly. so long but the people that take their time to listen to it and i really hope that people get to the end which i doubt they and will if you skip so here i still love you, <laughs> if you because skip. like and, and i'm gonna get sentimental this is an ode to the people that actually like sit down and listen to us bullshit because so many people do podcasts yeah so many people ha- like think that their thoughts matter enough to be on a podcast and i don't think we i don't think we think that we're like I, I pacemakers never, or anything i don't think like we that. thought about that it's just i think it's just a medium we wanted to use to express like, our, ourselves yeah and it was just we want to put our thoughts out in the world if you oh, yeah. don't care, that's it, fucking fine. We we're not, you know, we're. I mean, these are our takes. And I'm sticking to it. Yeah, you know, this is us. Without some control, and you know, I I, th- I think even if you don't know us, you probably learned a lot about us from listening to this podcast and from listening to this episode in are. particular. Um, even like how how me and Kyle like, well, we had like five or we had like, we had like five or six of the same. We had a yeah. good amount of albums on the same. We thing. had this two out of the three same top three. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, what does that go? What does that show? But Fuck. yeah, so that's gonna do it for this episode. Um, Damn, thank, thank, thanks for listening to everything. I mean, this isn't our last episode. It just sounds like it's like a fucking like series series right? finale. Uh, no, we're well, gonna be back after the break. We're gonna be back. Yeah, no, this this is no, this is our last episode until <sighs> after 2020. Um, I'm gonna be gone for half of like, Christmas. I'm gonna be back until like 2020. Where are you going? I'm going away. I'll, I'll talk. We'll talk oh, about okay. that after. Um, also, um, I, I text you to this, but I want to put I want to put this on like paper or like audio, whatever. Uzi will drop EA on January 1st. Yeah. So that's, that's all I'm saying. He's he's gonna do the Kanye thing, and he's gonna give people a decade to drop a better album. Than him, and <laughs> exactly, they won't. exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Seem Sketchy Podcast. Make sure Guys. you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Seem Sketchy Pod. Follow me at Kbray sixty three Instagram and Twitter Gar, where they can find you. Garbaz and sorry, just one last thing. You know, we've doing this. We've been doing this for like a year and a half. Just uh, about yeah. Now it's a new decade, new opportunities, and um. We don't know where the future is, but we just... And we hope that you guys are along for the ride. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, well, I mean, thank you guys for listening so much, listening to us, us two... To the next fu- season. Fucking white boys thinking that any of their opinions matter. I'm but, you know, it. hey, we're we're grateful for you guys. We're grateful for the listeners. And, yeah. you know, I'm grateful for you, Gar. And I'm grateful like for you. Think it's you're grateful for me. Yeah, you know, it's late Thanksgiving. We're thankful yeah. for everyone. Fucking Friendsgiving. And I hope you guys have a great end of 2019. And, you know, Live I hope up. that you... Here's a cheers to the new decade. Good start to the new decade, yes. And right. that's that's going to do it. Thanks for listening. We'll see ya. Bye, guys.